Podcast fam, today on the show, we have John Toll, Senior Manager of Business Development for Gators Sports Properties of Learfield IMG College. Gators Sports Properties is the group that partners with the UAA and sells advertising partnerships for the Florida Gators. And in today's episode, we get into talking about marketing college sports, 17,000 fans in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. What's that going to be like? Having an optimistic mindset through 2020, ignoring the noise, having the greatest comeback of all time, and sharing the good stuff, it's free on this episode of the WHOA GNB Podcast. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Allison. My co-host is Michael Dees. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? I'm well. It's a great looking shirt you got on there. Yeah, I thought I was just thinking the same thing about yours. Hey, you guys just want to remind everybody that we did this collaboration with our last guest, Caroline Staniski. Check these out. These Gainesville, Florida t-shirts. Um, go buy one right now at whoagnv.com. Um, go to our shop on the website and uh, these are $30 and you'll be supporting Caroline and our podcast. And uh, you know, check it out. Giant That's awesome. Like that. I love that. Super limited edition. Oh, super limited edition. I'll buy two. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to get two. Hey, so. man. Thank you very much. Right. We have 125 of these only. Right. And now John just bought two. So we have right. 123 <laughs> of these only. So uh, definitely uh, go go get your orders in now, you guys. We are selling two every hour. <laughs> hey. hey it's, it's moving right along. This is, this is going just fantastic. Three days are all gone. Um, can't wait to get into today's episode. But before you do, before you do, before we do, you guys, uh, definitely want to give some some love to some sponsors. You guys, if you have ever bought land, sold property, or negotiated a lease, you know why it's important to have someone in your corner who knows the market and delivers results, y'all. That's why our friends over at Colliers International, uh, they're, they're the ones that you want to, to reach out to, the GNV advisors over at Colliers International. Um, you see their signs all over town, and they have the most experienced commercial real estate team in the market, along with access to a global network of industry experts. With one call, you'll know why so many businesses trust them. Learn more at colliers.com slash Gainesville. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's rock and roll, baby. John, are you ready? I'm ready. John's ready, y'all. John is ready. Uh, let me flip my page here so I get to my formal intro here. <laughs> Today on the show, we have John Toll, Senior Manager of Business Development for Gators Sports Properties of Learfield IMG College. John, what's up, man? Welcome. Hey, w- welcome to you guys. Thank you for having <laughs> me here. Boy, it's a pleasure. I've uh, never been over to this uh, area before. Love your store. Thank you so Thank much, you. Checking out the scooters, man. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's really cool. So, John, I, we actually connected yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. Before you even like got to Gainesville, right? Yeah, I mean, you knew you were coming. I knew I was coming. I was trying to hook up with all the movers and shakers, and 
You're one of the first people I reached out to. Is yeah. he a mover or a shaker? Yeah, which both. one? He's both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like, I mean, I, I was really, like, I was looking into a lot of your content even then and knew you were coming to the area. Like, when did you officially get to Gainesville? Um, well, we moved here in January. I mean, I showed up in mid-December. Okay. Just to kind of uh, learn the lay of the land, spent some time in Orlando at our office, and then came over to... Uh, Gainesville and uh, attended some of the NCAA volleyball uh, matches, you know, at the at the Odome. That was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, and then moved, you know, loaded up the truck and moved to Gainesville from East Lansing, Michigan. So, and then just like that, COVID. And just like that, COVID. It was crazy, man. I mean, twenty twenty and COVID. Ah, twenty twenty and COVID. I mean, yeah, we got down here right after the new year and uh, got moved in. And I'm I'm working all these hoops games and these baseball games, and I'm loving it. I mean, I work every sport. I take about two or three hundred photos and videos at every event I ever work, and I'm getting after it. And the next thing I know, you know, we're all we're all getting the word saying on March whatever it was at the final baseball game when. Those, those guys from Tallahassee uh, broke our winning streak. Right, uh, That was the final event I worked. It was like, oh my God, now we're done. Are you kidding me? And the next thing you know, we're working from home. And yeah, and then a few weeks later, I think we hooked up on a, on a Zoom call or something, yeah, yeah. right? So just crazy to, to look back then, you know? Yeah, it's been a very interesting year. So like, we can dive into so much more of that because I like I I really like to get the inside looks at things. <laughs> uh, but before we do, like, why don't you tell us a little bit of, of your story, like a little bit of like who you are, yeah. uh, what you've been doing all these years, what brought you to Gainesville? And, no, you got and it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a uh, I'm, I'm kind of like a sports marketing freak of nature, to be honest with you. So everything you're going to hear in the next few minutes just talks about me and my my sports background. I mean, I grew up in South Bend, Indiana. Um, huge Notre Dame fan. My dad would play would play the college fight songs on Saturday and I'd be six years old and I'm marching around the house to all the college fight songs of the Big Ten and the East Coast teams and, and whatever. And I'm going to my games when I'm six years old with my dad and then just a, a sports enthusiast. My brother played football for the Irish, you know, with Joe Montana and I'm, I'm in the locker room after every big win and just hanging out with the the big boys, you know. And How old were you when I was your brother 12. was playing? Okay, so you're 12 and your 12. brother's playing. He was playing uh, second team guard for the uh, Fighting Irish. And uh, in 1977, they won the national championship with Joe Montana at quarterback. And and so when you're 12 years old, man, I mean, yeah, that's my brother. But, yeah, that's Joe Montana. That's Ross Brown or that's Vegas Ferguson. All these guys that I grew up watching, right? Right. And um, so that was kind of cool, you know. And I played uh, – you know, played high school basketball and football and went on to play college football at a little school called DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana. A little D3 action, you know. I lettered on special teams. Okay. I, was a, I was a tight end. I, I t- nobody ever blocked a punt, an extra point, or a field goal on my watch, man. Seriously, I was out there on special teams. Never once did I let somebody block the kick. But okay. anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, uh, you know, my, my uh, what, what got us to South Bend in the first place was my dad was a history professor. He got his PhD in history at Notre Dame. And so we were in the whole academic life, you know, dad's got the summers off and he's teaching history and, and all that kind of good stuff. And, um, and so I majored in history thinking that I wanted to go into coaching because my older brother who was at Notre Dame went on to Cincinnati Moeller High School, which is a pretty big football school. And he, he went on to coach and teach, and I thought that's what I wanted to do. So I used an internship at DePaul my senior year and got a one-month internship at Notre Dame uh, in their athletic department. And that's when it really clicked with me that I wanted to be the guy that worked in uh, the, the business of sports. You know, because all along I was the guy 
you know, selling T-shirts and bus trips, uh, you know, to D3 NCAA tournaments and, you know, hey, buy the, buy the $60 package, you get a shirt and a ticket and, you know, I'm, I'm pocketing like 40 bucks a pop, you know, they didn't, nobody knew that at the time, but, um, but, you know, I was the guy always trying to sell stuff like that from a sports standpoint. So, yeah, and uh, I ended up getting a master's degree in sports management at, at IU Bloomington. And from there, I went on to this crazy long journey of uh, operating minor league baseball teams in the Carolina League, the Midwest League. Um, got operating hockey teams in the East Coast Hockey League and the UHL and the IHL and just traveling around the country, you know, uh, going to that next big gig when someone, you know, says, hey, we want you to come out here and be our, our CEO or our president and, and all that kind of good stuff. And I did that for 20 years. And it was a blast, you know, because as the president or CEO of a team, I mean, you're in charge of new stadium projects, new arena projects, um, you know, the, the promotions, the marketing. I mean, I'm hosting radio shows. I'm hosting TV shows. I'm selling them. I'm producing them. I'm you know, I'm raising money for charity and that was just my background. You know, I just did everything. And, and uh, after a while though, it wears on you because you know, you have ownership groups that own those teams, just like the major leagues, right? And there's some good owners and some bad owners. And so finally, I, uh, I don't know, it was just, it was wearing on me. My wife, or not, my wife and I were like, man, another ownership group could come in and buy this team and you know, whatever. And that's in this 2008. And that's when I got recruited by uh, Learfield to start my college sports career. So that's what I did in 2008. I went to um, Penn State. You know, and famous last words, um, my wife's a Penn Stater, and uh, so it was good to get back to Pennsylvania, right? And we're out in California, and they want me to go out there and sell sponsorships for the Nittany Lions and use all that experience that I just, you know, told you about buying, advertising, and stuff like that. And college sports, you know, and that's why I'm here, you know, it's, it's, it's multi-generational. It's not going anywhere. There's not an owner of the Florida Gators. There's not an owner of the Penn State Nittany Lions. They're not going to not fund the team and then fold it up and move it to some other town, you know? Um, and my wife's last words, Laurie says, oh, what a great opportunity. I mean, what could go wrong at Penn State? And then two years later, Jerry Sandusky gets arrested. It's like, ah, that's rough. You know, it was a rough, <laughs> yeah, a rough couple scandal. of times. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, if I went from there to Pitt to Michigan State, you know, Larry Nasser got arrested. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was the interesting timing, too. Um, and I came down here and there's a pandemic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, but um, so it just seems to fall. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But uh, but that, that's me. I'm a sports marketing freak in nature. I'm a promoter. You know, my whole life I've been a promoter, and so I, I kind of spun it into sports sales, sports promotions, entertainment, entertaining fans from start to finish. You guys put on a great show. You're so entertaining. You know, you know what it's like to entertain people, right? But there's work that goes into it. You got to plan it, oh, man. Sure. You got to you know figure it out. And I love that. You know, I used to love. You know, just having six or seven thousand people at a hockey game, and you know, I'm out there with a microphone doing shtick and whatever, introducing the you know the chamber of commerce person to accept the check to raise money for the Leukemia Society. Yeah. that's what's so cool about sports. You know, it's it's attachment to the community, and that's why I stuck with it with it all these years. I mean, just love it. Yeah, so, that's really cool. What's like the biggest thing, like from a sports standpoint, that you've sold, like? When you talk about advertising and promoting, like what's, you know, is it is it like the name? Are you are we talking like the name on the side of the stadium type thing? Are we like what? Are you, what yeah, is so so I haven't necessarily done anything to that nature per se, but I um, I was real proud of my hot dog deal at Penn State. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, we had the largest hot dog deal in the company with uh, Learfield with Gates and Watson out of Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, it was a significant. It was a significant deal, so I mean, it was just let's just say a lot of money, right. and uh, that was kind of cool. But you can get involved with something like that, and because at first I didn't know if I could cut the mustard, 
But anyway, um, it was it was good stuff. So I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are, you, are you down with that over there? Yeah, okay. Because yeah. oh, there, there's more coming, man. Good. All right. Good. <laughs> but uh, but one of my first big sales, though, you appreciate this. I was in South Bend, Indiana, in 1993, and we were going to have the Joe Walsh concert. I don't know if you've heard of Joe Walsh. He's a part of the Eagles. Remember mm-hmm. him? Yeah the, yeah, the part of the right. Right. Anyway, uh, so th- th- uh, we had Joe Walsh, and we were looking for a sponsor, and uh, I was so excited. I got Value City Department Store kicking ten grand in 1992 to present the show. You know, and that was a big deal back then, just to put their name on on you know on the information. I mean, we're gonna sell six or seven thousand tickets anyway, right? So you know, they're a brand new company coming to town, and that's what I like about sports and sponsorships and. And uh, you know charitable fundraisers that I've you know sat on boards over the years and raised money like just the whole idea of getting somebody to to connect their brand with the audience or connect their brand with the fans and then the fans get connected to their brand you know and uh, and you guys I mean that's why I'm excited to be here because I mean you guys are some of the best in the business when it comes to to doing that man you do a great job of connecting brands with fans and fans with brands and I love it so well, thank you cool. Let's talk real, I mean, I can dive so much more into advertising, marketing, all that sort of stuff, because that's a huge passion of mine. But given the fact that this episode is going to air on Monday, September 21st, yeah, we got football season right around the corner. I mean, it's like, is it this, like when? Yeah, it would be the following Saturday, yeah. This Saturday, let's go. For everybody's listening, obviously, you know we record in advance, but this coming Saturday, yeah, we got Gator football. Oh, all right. What like? What are your thoughts? What's going through your mind right now, given everything that has happened this year with this COVID mess? And I'm like, dude, Mike, are you? I mean, do you know if you're going to be one of the seventeen? Is it seventeen thousand people that are going to be yeah, in this thing? Yeah. Like, how do you get into that lottery? Right. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I haven't even heard how they're gonna do tickets yet, other than they said twenty percent capacity, seventeen thousand people. So right, um, John. We need uh, so here's the straight up. Scoop. We need your help because no, man, this I guy know. hasn't. This guy hasn't missed. He hasn't missed a home game since two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. He's been to every is single that right? One. That's right. Wow. Every single That's one. Right. And the only reason I wasn't there in two thousand three is because I was still in high school. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I came to you uh, fall of 2004 and I've been to every single, single game. Well, there, I mean, there's definitely a little asterisk next to this year, right? So, you know. Right. But. And, and so that's what's crazy is this, like, I don't know, like, this sounds, this sounds like anti-fan, but like, as soon as they announced that they were going to allow people in there, I was like, oh man, like, now I'm going to have to figure out a way to go. And that's totally counter counterintuitive to how it usually is. Usually, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm a. I get out there at six a.m. and start tailgating, even if the game's not till seven p.m. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's how I. So, but but with you the can't whole do that. dynamic of COVID, not tailgating and twenty percent capacity and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, man, like I'm gonna end up doing this just to keep the streak alive. But like, I kind of wish that they didn't. I could just watch it on TV for once, you know. <laughs> and I'm not even really sure what's going on in Gainesville that day in terms of there was discussions about what's going to be open, what's right. not open. Yeah, right, yeah, they're talking about closing businesses, yeah. like um, restaurants. Dude. So I have to tell you, though, I think, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, this is the greatest comeback story of our lifetime, right? That we are going to, somehow, some way, we're all going to make it through this pandemic, right? But when football starts up again in the SEC, and I've only been here for six months, man, I'm all in on the SEC right now. No, I mean... That's my job, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am though. And now here's the thing though: when that when we play football on the 26th on the road at Old Miss, oh my God! I mean, that's going to be like just this huge celebration, right? Where 
where everybody's going to be just celebrating internally, inside, in their homes, whatever, online. Like, wow, it is real. Because three or four months ago, I don't think anybody thought that was real. Right. And that, that was just so disparaging and, and, and down at the time. You know, we're all just, people are uh, have, hearing disparaging remarks about you can't do this. Everybody, it's always what you can't do for the last three, three months. And now we're going to play football on the 26th, a 10-game schedule. And in our world, I mean, we're, we're selling sponsorships right now. You know, and we're, we're fitting people in where, where they can fit in. You know, it's not going to be in front of 90,000 fans at the Swamp. But, you know, we're anticipating with some of the highest listened to radio broadcasts in the history of Gator Sports Network with 35 stations from the Panhandle all the way down to Miami. Uh, all that, you know, which is great. I mean, I'm a big fan of, you know, there's, there's still that great audience for, the, for radio, for play-by-play with uh, Mick Huber and those guys. We're anticipating some of the largest, the biggest TV ratings in the history of SEC football, let alone the Gators. I mean, two conferences aren't even playing. So all of our games, I mean, we've got field level signage that we're out there trying to sell right now to so some people that we So are those the before. pivots? Like that's the pivots is like, there's gonna be signage down on the field. Yeah, we're pivoting. Along, yeah, like, we're, it's gonna be like soccer stadium well, status or it, what? Maybe not like that, but we're gonna be adding a few more signs. You okay. know, so right now there's a few signs down there. Um, maybe, uh, do we call what two signs were down there last year? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, anyway, Cheez-Its and, uh, and uh, Buffalo Wild Wings was down there. Okay. So I, I just looked at a picture before I came. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, but it's it's in play, right? So I mean, you can see it every kickoff, whatever, but we're gonna add more signage in the corners. Uh, we've been working with the UAA and uh, we're, we're still working that out, but every team is. You know, you look at some of those shots of some of those other games and they've tarped seats, you know, with logos and, and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So. Um, I'm six, I'm really excited because I came from the Big Ten for the last four years at Michigan State, and they're just really hurting up there. Everybody's just hurting at Penn State, too, the Big Ten football. I mean, they're just really, really struggling right now psychologically just with what's going on, right? They're not playing, and we are. So, um, yeah, I can't wait, man. And then the next weekend is our, home, our first home game, you know? That you'll be at, right? <laughs> right, right. You have to be. At. Yes. I mean, I gotta figure it out somehow, some way, uh, right? right? I mean, you know, sneak you in, we'll give you a referee's outfit or something, just that, like walk down. But right. you know what? You know? I mean, what's so crazy is that, like, that we're saying this. You know, for everybody's listening, we're recording on September eighth, and I'm just like, and I, I feel like I have to say that this year that we're recording this on September eighth because. September 9th, it could all change. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just I mean, like, it, it could, I mean, we're, we're talking about football happening on this, this Saturday, and then, hey, like, now it's now it's not. Like, it, that could happen. Right. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, this year has just been well, so Especially with bizarre. you guys. I mean, you got, again, I'm not just, you know, tooting your horn because I'm sitting in front of you, but I do love your show, and I've been watching it a lot. And the thing is, it's a great show. But obviously, you have, a, you have another job. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know what the pandemic's been doing to small businesses, big businesses, other size businesses across Gainesville, Central Florida, the whole state, right? So, you know, yeah. You have every right to sit there and say, what's tomorrow going to bring? Cross my fingers and, and you know, say a prayer and say, oh, hey, it's, the sun's out again. Let's go, you know? And um, that's, I mean, from a sports standpoint, though, the good sign, I think, is that, um Baseball's still going, you know. The Cardinals haven't ruined it for everybody. <laughs> the uh, Marlins didn't ruin it. For, you know what I mean? With all the early cases, like they just got it out of their system. And and uh, I think you're going to see a, a few cases here and there with football for sure. You know, I mean, those, those neat rock neat cards I gave you earlier. I mean, it's a big deal up in South Bend to have Notre Dame football this Saturday against Duke. Yeah. I mean, they're very excited about that. So. <sighs> I mean, like, what's going through your mind with all of this? I mean, because you are, you're the, the most hardcore Gator fan I know. So, 
Yeah, it's for for me it's tough like like i definitely echo everything you said about the you know the the energy and that the positive spin it can be like where you know so little has been normal this year that finally it feels like a return to some bit of comfort and normalcy but for me personally like i it just it is kind of that asterisk type thing like it still just doesn't feel right because it's not going to be what we've come to expect and so it's hard to get like real amped up and real excited is it really coming because usually it's like by the time we get done with busy season at new scooters for less and the calendar flips to september i'm like one track mind like i can't wait for football season to start and, and now it's like yeah i mean it's it i guess it's gonna have a couple weeks away it's just kind of very not apathetic but like i don't know it's but you're not alone man i mean seriously that, that that's the feeling i get from sponsors you know from family members from people i meet you know in in florida here in gainesville um, a lot of caution. Yeah, I so mean, how are you convincing or getting past that as a marketer, mm. right? Because no, like, because I mean, yeah. you come to right. me like that, I'm mm. like, dude, like, there ain't nobody, there ain't nobody in the stadium. <laughs> like, you know, right, it, right. I, I mean, hell, mm. even with our business, like we, you know, we've definitely been super cautious about where, where we're investing our marketing dollars. Mm. Right? Oh, right, and it's just like you know, does this does this make sense in the current? Well, I mean, time, it's, it's so. one of those um, you know, as old as the hills type of uh, scenarios where we're trying to control what we can control, and so we don't we can't control the number of people going to the games, uh, how that's going to work. We don't know. I mean, I think people will want to go to the games, so I don't think they're going to have a problem filling those seventeen thousand seats. But you know, if you're a partner, partner A, we won't name one right now, and you're used to being in front of ninety thousand fans at the swamp, yeah, you're sitting there thinking, okay, well. You know that's not what I paid for, right? I mean, how you know? So we're we're, we're mitigating, we're working through different scenarios to help those people out and and whatever. But going back to what I said earlier, I mean, just you know, the the power of radio, the power of TV, just the whole the power of digital. Oh my God! I mean, the digital our digital sales are through the roof. I mean, people are just you know dialed into the fact that when football season does start, there's all that traffic on FloridaGators.com that's just gonna skyrocket. Right. It's been a little bit slower lately, you would imagine, just because of everything that's been going on, but but it's starting to pick up. So um, again, we're just controlling the things that we can control and putting together packages for clients and customers who, who really want to get out there in front of that Gators fan base and let them know that they're still alive. That's the other thing. It's the, it's the greatest comeback story of our lifetime for everybody, for you guys, for us, for the fans, for our partners. You know, uh, some people unfortunately had to fold up, fold up their tent, right? Mm. You know, that's sad. Well, some people didn't do that, and they're waiting for the perfect chance to come back and really show people that they're still around. And and that we're all in this together. Is my point too? It's like so we have to support each other. So I'm looking forward to hopefully a lot of clients coming together here in the next few weeks and chatting up Gator football and the Gators, and you know, just getting after it. You know, so. I'm sorry I'm really stuck on this 17,000 fan thing, but I almost feel like there should be auditions. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should, like, see who can scream yeah. the loudest. Like, submit a fan video or something. Yeah. Why, why you deserve why you you. a spot. Yes. Oh, that, that's a great idea. I mean, and, and truthfully, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're Gator Sports Properties with Learfield Sports, and we work closely with the UAA, but that's not, you know, that's their call. I mean, they, right. they tell us what direction they're going when it For comes sure. to the fans. And so I'm not even really sure what, what direction they're going with students students yet right I mean I, I don't know what part of that 17,000 includes students is there a lottery um, Dude, I don't you know. know what there ain't no students here uh, how many students are actually here? Yeah, you tell I, me. I was wondering about dude, that. Dude, you know? I'm telling you right now, like we were just talking about this in the last episode a, a little bit, like at the beginning of it, and it was just, it's been, Gainesville does not feel like Gainesville right now. Yeah. 
it's from an like, energy standpoint. From an yeah. energy standpoint, like when do when when August gets to when August gets here, the energy changes overnight. It just feels like just renewed energy coming through. I mean, you just feel it. The traffic increases, and there's just people. Just there's just more people. Vibe. Just different vibe. I like. I don't even know how to describe it, but all I can. I've always been able to tell when that switch flips in Gainesville, and the students are back. Well, I, I'm with you because, and, and right now yeah. it's just it doesn't. It's, it's just not there. You're right. It doesn't. I mean, this is the, our activation season too, so really, it's we're feeling it too. This is usually a time where we're ramping up, you know, and doing these crazy activations with fans or students mm-hmm. or whatever, and and those are just. Uh, uh, fewer this year, you know. I mean, people are you know kind of taking a step back, saying, "Hey, let's see how this plays out." You know, I don't want to overinvest in something that I'm not sure how many people are going to be there, or not sure how many games they're going to play. Uh, I'm all in on the ten games, man. I mean, I think we're going to figure it out, right? Yeah. Really, I mean, um, and I, I know you guys are with me, right? Yeah. yeah all sure. right, man. All right, so no, make sure because I'm, you know, I just don't think there's going to be a problem. I think the Gators are going to win the SEC. And uh, I even told this to somebody back in my hometown of South Bend, Indiana, Let's recently. Go. They're gonna, the Gators are gonna take on the Irish for the national championship, and the Gators will take them. So, yeah, uh, you've already predicted I, all I, this. I, is, got it. This yeah. is out there. This, this is, is out there. there. We'll see. Out, yeah. So, <laughs> Mike, your thoughts? Um, I, for, I'd love to play the Irish in the national championship game because since 1977, how many have they won? No, one. Lou Holtz. Yeah, no. I mean, I, right. I, that all sounds fantastic. Right. Um, it's it's just tough, and and I don't want to spend too much maybe too much more time talking about the that aspect of it. But like, I think that's where football is a little bit different than some of the other sports too, because of the nature of the sport and the impact. And you've got you've got these student athletes. Some of them are are opting out. Their eligibility isn't being affected because they're it's not going to count against them. Um, and then and the whole idea of just the physicality of the sport and what we don't know about COVID and, and right. the ties to certain brain things and, and people being afraid to play. And it just kind of, it, it just feels different. Like, you know, it almost reminds me like, like when UCF won, won the national championship and everyone gave them hell about <laughs> it because what did they actually win? It's like, okay, you've got two power five, you know, conferences not even playing and you've got all of these, you know, aspects of what this season right. is going to look like is it is whoever wins is it is it legitimate and, and i'm not i'm not here saying it's not but it just it just part of that that feels like it's missing you know it's true it's very 2020 but but, but I'll, I'll sum that up for you I, I think we just have to roll with the punches man right like if they win they win like when my cubs win the world series this year if someone's going to be the champion i want it to be us i don't care right. what asterisks there's going to be right like no right, right. like i said it's competitive i want to win when the cubs win it all in a couple months hey it's still a championship, right? Right. I mean, you know. And we saw it in the in the hockey. Um, the stuff's coming out right now. Um, I'm a big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. They're still in. Yeah, they're still in. Um, right. So that, that's good. But, um, you know, the Capitals won last year, and apparently they reported to the bubble, and they couldn't have cared less about even being there, and it showed. Well, there's nothing like playoff hockey in August, man. Right. Oh, no, anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what everybody thinks of, uh, August playoff hockey. Right, right. Um, but, but they didn't even want to play it. So it's like, is the buy-in going to be there from the from the players? And I think it's different when you're right. talking about a, a sport like, uh, uh, really just a sport that's not football, where, where the physicality isn't, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not bashing these sports, but it's just not as, as a, you know, physical, demanding, grueling, like, impactful game baseball you can play 160 in a season in a normal season it's and you can social distance for the most part like i mean all that kind of stuff goes into it i just oh, absolutely yeah. i 
I don't know. I, I still kind of wrapping my my head around how I feel about football season, other than just the general excitement. I'm I'm happy if the Gators are going to be out there. I want to be out there to support them, and and I want them to win. It just part of it just feels a little weird, a little off. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I wish it didn't feel that way, but yeah, no, it's 2020. Yeah, yeah that's, you know, I'm like super curious to like watch the game on TV. And right. like what the energy is going to be like. And it may be, it, you know, it may wow us the other way. It may be some kind of pure, like the, the players that play are going to be all, you know, all I, in. And it's going to be. I mean, just based off what I know about Dan Mullen, I expect the play. Like, oh, commitment. I, ex- I expect yeah. the commitment. I expect, I expect the football to be good football. Like, oh, it'll be good. I, I'm what. I'm unsure of is like when you score a touchdown and there's no cheering what that's gonna be. <laughs> you right. know what I mean like are are they going to let the players celebrate a little bit more so that way they can at least like cheer for themselves a little bit right. you, you know what I mean so, right? like I mean, I mean those, those are the things that are kind of like strangely going through my mind here right that's where college sports is so different than any other i mean i think every every sport anywhere relies on an atmosphere and stuff like that but but the pageantry in college football and sometimes the rules in college football get a little bit different and what are they going to let them get away with and not and i don't know how do you you know the are the bands going to be there are they going to hear the fight song play after a touchdown like it's just yeah no one no one really knows those answers until no. it plays out no they don't and after the first game though i think a lot of people will be very very uh, enthused and excited one right. way or the other like oh hey we did play a game oh let's see how this turns out you know are they going to be healthy next week you know and just keep our fingers crossed and stuff like that because you know again we're playing in three weeks you know other pl- people are already playing i mean byu right. and navy and uh, Middle Tennessee State and Marshall. I mean, all those teams that you probably never would have given, you know, with all due respect. I mean, I love college football, but I mean, I watch more f- crazy football these last, you know, two weeks than I probably would have. Okay, so I haven't watched you know. any of this. So, I, I mean, has the, has it just been weird, like, listen, even listening to it? You know, it, like it, from there not being fans or like not a lot of fans. Well, I don't know what they're doing. They but. have, they have uh, just a, some fans in the stands like Marshall. I mean, they were all spread out, but uh, it was like, a, you know, maybe a big high school crowd. I mean, but they still made noise, you know, and those guys were so excited on the sidelines when they scored. And it was OK. I mean, yeah, it was kind of cool because I mean, at the end of the day, those guys are they're playing for themselves, too. I mean, they're playing for their teams and their cities and their fans, but they wouldn't be out there if they didn't want to do that. And uh yeah, but their health, their health and safety has to be first and foremost. I think Florida's done a great job. Everything I've heard, all the different uh, policies they have in place, I, I think, you know, the Gators, I mean, they're very healthy right now, but if, you know, if they have some problems, it's just because there's there's a virus out yeah, there, not sure. because they didn't try, you know, so. Credit to the staff and also to the university, because I know they've relied heavily on UF Health to, to inform those decisions and everything. So. Absolutely, so it's all good. So into the like I get to ask sports questions now just just to go so like I have I always have this one big question when it comes to people that work in sports marketing like professionally and you mentioned your wife is big Penn State and you Mm -hmm. and you worked there for a while so what were her feelings when you left you know well I mean gosh um, and we went to Pitt which is the arch rival for Penn State too and that's kind of where I'm going no right right so that was hard I mean and first of all you know when I when I first met my wife uh, in Dayton, Ohio, and she said she went to Penn State. I was a real smartass at the time, and I said, oh, Penn State, where they fly a helicopter over Beaver Stadium and drop diplomas? <laughs> she, I mean, that, that didn't go over very well. I mean, she ended up marrying me. Uh, she goes, that was very nice for you. She goes, oh, you're from South Bend. I didn't even go to Notre Dame, but I'm, you know, yeah, Notre Dame, you know. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so she knew I was a smart aleck uh, from the beginning. But, no, we love getting back there. And uh, those were her old stomping grounds, man. I mean, just, uh, you know, friends would show up and all that stuff. But, 
but uh, but she's from Pittsburgh originally, so we kind of you know, had a chance to go back to Pittsburgh, and um, so it was good stuff. My, my wife is, uh, uh, when I met her, well, she's a news reporter and a news anchor. She hasn't worked in three years. Uh, she was working in Pittsburgh three years ago, but her whole career has been you know anchoring and reporting the news. So really, um, there's not a whole lot I can put over on her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if she didn't want to leave Penn State, we probably wouldn't have left Penn State. Right. Not that I don't wear the pants of my family when she's not around. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't have shorts on right now, but we anyway. we compromised. And she got her way. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. So, so, but it was a blast. I had a blast up there. I mean, just some stuff happened, but still, I mean, 115, 113,000 fans. Oh, it's unreal, right? Yeah. So, so I guess where I'm going with that though is how do you how do you compartmentalize the fanhood because you know you're by 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 birth by family a Notre Dame fan and then you go and work professionally for a rival right sure you can you can have your feelings inside about you know maybe secretly wanting Notre Dame to win or maybe maybe those paths don't cross but when they do it's like you know you're conflicted like i I could work for another college institution, right? But I couldn't work for Georgia or Florida State and, and pretend to, <laughs> pretend to be a right. Like that, that would be very like I couldn't do it. So, so how do you how do you compartmentalize your real fanhood versus who's you know paying your check? Well, that, that's a really good question. But I mean, I always tell people that hey, I get that new job, and you know, the first thing I do is get new gear, and I got the you know gators right, on my sleeve, sure. the gator on my hat, and I'm a gator. You know, I just I need to start acting like a gator, talking like a gator, whatever, however that that looks and, and sounds like. But um, that's my, my thing. My whole life is I adapt like that. I mean, I'm an eternal optimist. I'm a, I'm a sports nut deep down. I'm still a fan of my teams. But hey, Penn State, I'm wearing the Penn State hat. At Pitt, I'm wearing the Pitt hat. And Michigan State Spartans, go Sparty. You know what I mean? So um, that's kind of what you do in sports. And, and they always tell you that, too. And when I recruited and hired people my whole career and managed them, I would always say, yeah, we, we want you to be a, a sports enthusiast, but we don't want you watching the game. I mean, you, you don't get paid to watch the game. You get paid to service your clients. You get paid to go troubleshoot. You get paid to, to do your job, not sit there and say, oh, look, the guy's on second base. Hold on a second. I want to see if he scores before I go help the lady that fell down the stairs. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, you, you know, you have to do a job. So um, you'd be surprised. You know, you, you got into that environment. You might put the old uh, Florida State hat on and look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm going to work. I like to think that I'm pretty professional, but I think my loyalty yeah. complex right. is a little bit stronger. But see, but that's what's so cool about sports, though, is the whole loyalty factor. I mean, it's just there's so much enthusiasm about sports. Like, people have their passion for their team, for their traditions, for their routines, and some people won't let that go. Others can, like, invite other people into their traditions, and maybe, you know, and now, you know, my, although my wife, I have to say she hates Notre Dame. Like, over 25 years, I could not get her on that side of the fence, right? <laughs> but that's okay. You know, it's, it's not going to happen. But uh, uh, but that, that's the fun thing about sports. It brings people together, like, from all walks of life. Right. And that's why I always tell people, I mean, you don't know who's a Democrat, who's a Republican, who's a millionaire, who's trying struggling to pay their bills. They're all wearing their, their Penn State jerseys or their Sparty jerseys or their Gators jerseys. And for four hours on that day, they're all Gator fans. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they'll go back, you know. And fight with each other on social media that night, but, of course. But uh, right, but uh, they but will do that. They will sure. do that. Yeah, but no, I, I just have a, a blast uh, going into different markets and repping the team. You know, so it's good stuff. So, what does it feel like to come into the SEC now? Since you you came from the Big Ten, good good at football, right? But they're not the SEC. So it, does that does that get a, does that get annoying? Like you yeah, know, the SEC it just means more. The SEC thinks right. they're so great. Right, like, they do, don't they? You know, no. but uh, there's proof. No, right. Well, so, so, so my, uh, no, I'll tell you what though, I mean, my, my brother, my, I have a twin brother. We're not identical, all right? But uh, my, what's it called? Fraternal twins, mm -hmm. right? So uh, he lives in Atlanta. 
for the last 25 years. And uh, uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, actually, uh, and the kids went to Harrison High School. And they're all Georgia fans there. My niece is a senior at Georgia. And um, yeah, Jennifer. And for, for the last several years, it's all I've been hearing about, man. Before I even got here, is the Georgia Bulldogs. That's all I've been hearing about. And I got down here, and all I did was post my, my picture at the swamp saying, you know, ah, it's great to be a Gator. Can't wait to take on the Bulldogs, right, Jennifer? To my niece. And next thing I know, is like she's like criticizing me on social media. Uncle John, I like you, but this is serious business. You can't ever re- refer to the Gators on a post with my name in it. And I'm like, what the heck? I mean, she was, she was being serious. And I'm like, oh, okay, go Gators, you know. Right. So, but uh, no, SEC's great, seriously. I mean, it's just, I mean, can't beat the SEC when it comes to football and even the, the hoops. It, it's underrated for hoops sometimes. I mean, it really like, is. Where, where I where I come from, people don't even think about Kentucky in the SEC for hoops. They just think about Kentucky. Seriously, and that's the perception because uh, you grow up in South Indiana. You're a you know you're a Bobby Knight Indiana fan, or you're a Dare Phelps Notre Dame fan at the time, or you're a Kentucky fan, maybe Louisville. But it gets lost in the shuffle sometimes that there's that SEC connection with Kentucky sometimes mm-hmm. just because they're Kentucky and. Uh, but no, SEC is—it's an unbelievable conference, you know. And we're playing football, and the Big Ten's not. So I mean, and, and that, that's sad, actually. I mean, I, I feel bad for those guys. So, um, but uh, no, it, it's good stuff. I mean, I was in the, with Pitt with the ACC. That's a little different, right? ACC hoops was fun, though. Right. You know, working a sold-out Peterson Event Center in downtown Pittsburgh when the you know Carolina Tar Heels come to town or the Duke Blue Devils come to town, and just the place is rocking and rolling. And Coach K, I mean. You know, that, that's that's fun stuff. So that, that's what I enjoy about sports when you sell a sponsorship and then you can activate that sponsorship. And first and foremost, you know, it's for your client, right? Because you want to increase their business by them being a sponsor. But then the perk is like, you know, having them at a game, one of the big games, going on the court, taking pictures while the, you know, Coach K and those guys are warming up and stuff like that. That Those are fun perks and fun parts of the job that, you know, not, not every job can afford you to do. And I've really enjoyed that. That's so. Cool. You know, let me shift gears just a little yeah. bit. I mean, now you're here in Gainesville, right? So since you've been in Gainesville, like what's been the most surprising thing about Gainesville to you? So I, all right, when, when I interviewed for the job, um, this is a true story. So somebody from Learfield IMG said, okay, well there's an office in Orlando of sales guys, you know, but this job's in Gainesville. And he's looking at me, I go, yeah. Well, no, I mean, did you hear what I just said? There, you, there's an office in Orlando and an office in Gainesville. And I said, hey, I'm all in on Gainesville, man. Oh, you'll go? Thank God. I mean, th- but that was bad, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not, I mean, it's perception-wise. It was like, right. why, well, why? why, why wouldn't I want? Well, no, well, I, I just think it's because I think sometimes people think that, you know, if, if, they, if people don't think that people understand geography or the, the university situations, they, they're, they're going to have this, you know, thing in their head about, you know, tiny little town, you know, a college town. Gainesville's awesome, man. It's huge. It's like, it's just, it's spread out. There's so much going on. It's all these positive people, these positive things going on. I mean, I was so surprised when I got here. One of the first things I did was join the Chamber of Commerce. Every town I've ever lived in, I marched into the Chamber of Commerce office. That's a true story. You can talk to Julianne here. I don't know if you know who she Mm -hmm. is with the Chamber. Yeah. So you you can talk to her. I called her up. She goes, come on down. I, I signed us up. Gator Sports Properties had never been a Chamber member. I mean, they just, you know, granted, we do a lot of state business and all over the place, but, but uh, when I go somewhere, man, I attach myself to the town. And I love Gainesville. I really do. I mean, I just think there's so much cool stuff going on here, aside from the Gators. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it's but I mean the the University of Florida brings all that to the table, and over the years, you know, generation after generation, it developed and evolved into what it is. But look at all these cool things going on and people that are evolving as you know uh, startup businesses in 2004 like you right and and here you are all these years later rocking and rolling right and just you know and there's there's other stories just like yours um the master lawn care guy the other day i was checking out that video you know that's a great story too i mean it just seems like there's so many opportunities for people to just kind of get some things done around here and and, uh, and by the way, there's the Gators, and it, it's one of the most prominent football programs in the country. And by the way, there's the, you know, the, um, I, th- I think, uh, unres- they're disrespected uh, Gators basketball program sometimes that needs mm-hmm. more props because, I mean, they're so awesome and those back-to-back championships and no, not, not personally disrespected, but just I think they're, they're what do you call it, um, underestimated or under, yeah. underrated. You know what I mean? Because, but still, I mean, what a, uh, gymnastics? I went to one gymnastics event in my life. You know, it was at it was at uh, Michigan State, maybe in front of two thousand people at an old field house. And I come here, there's ten thousand people at the gymnastics meet. Yeah, I mean, and so that shows me that there's you know there's just this variety of uh, a diversity of cultures and fans that that support their different teams. You know what I mean? So it's football, basketball, gymnastics, baseball, softball, baseball. This new stadium, oh, but yeah. So Gainesville. I'm all in on Gainesville, you know, I mean, and I, I mean that. I mean, I just, uh, I really, I, I think it's just a, a neat place and underrated. Is there anything that so. you've seen so far though, like coming from all these other, you know, college towns and college atmospheres and stuff, is there anything like when, like when you came here, you're like, man, like Gainesville's missing this or like those other communities had something that this one didn't. Was there anything that like really stood out no, to you? I don't, I don't think there's anything that really stu- stood out to me. I mean, you know, the University of Pittsburgh was in the city, so that's different. You know, yeah, right. Michigan State Spartans was right next to the state capitol. You know, it's just different, you know. Right. Uh, Penn State's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally the middle of nowhere. When the students go home, there's like 18, 20,000 people in this middle of these mountains, you know, and so um, there's you know, not a lot to compare that to, right? But here, I mean, even I think the pandemic has proven that to me too. I mean, it's there's hustle and bustle and stuff going on. You know, even without the university being in session, without some of the games going on. So I just think that um, there's a lot more going on in Gainesville than people give it credit for. That's for sure. Uh, and then Florida being such a big state, you know, it's just all these. It's just one city connected to the next city in some ways. You know, I mean, you can go in either direction, an hour and a half, and you hit water. Yeah. So absolutely, it's awesome. I mean. So. I think that's one of the biggest selling points. Sure. I always tell everybody, I'm like, man, you're like two hours from anything. You want to go to Tampa? Two hours. Orlando? Two hours. Beach? Hour and a half. Jacksonville? Well, hour it's half. funny like, you say that because we're- It's just like we're so centralized where you can go anywhere. And the thing is, and, and it's just so much, much more fun down here to do it because when I lived in Michigan, they were saying the same thing as far as, hey, I'm only you know an hour and a half from Lake Michigan, which there's some nice beaches. And then you're you know an hour and a half away from you know the, some other lakes in the Detroit River. But- um, but this is different. I mean, in Florida, you're like an hour and a half, two and a half hours away from this, this, and this. And then, hey, if you want to go four or five hours south, you're whatever, you head down there. So, um, but no, Florida's been good. Florida's been good. So I'm still getting used to the humidity and the heat, all right. that stuff. I mean, I, I grew up in humidity, but just not nonstop, you know? <laughs> but that's okay. You know? Have you met love bugs yet? What are the what are the love bites? I don't <laughs> so know. The University of Florida created that. They didn't actually. Really? Okay. No, that, that's, a, that's a urban legend, but. But well, well I, I, I love the weather because I love to run. So I um, finally picked up running again uh, this year. And when the pandemic started, I told myself, man, I'm going to drop 25 or 30 pounds. And I did it. Awesome. Seriously, I mean, I, you know, 
Yeah. You know, I notice that you post a lot of like motivational type mm-hmm. content when you're running. Like, I, there's yeah. something about there's something about running that really kind of clears the mind. Yeah, it, I, I very often pulled out my phone and recorded a piece of content when you know during the same time. The, been I've had a bum knee this year, so I've not been running as much. How'd as you I get used that bum to. knee, Colin? Oh, playing capture the flag with the kids. Very but, nice. Yeah, but you know, the, some of the stuff that you say and you put out there is, is really excellent. Um, now, I've seen most of this content on LinkedIn. I think mm-hmm. is where I see most of it. Are you posting it everywhere? Yeah, I've been trying to post it everywhere, and really, um, like I was telling somebody the other day, I mean, I'm, my whole life I've been an eternal optimist, but you know, I'm human like anybody else as far as being up and down, and you know, you got to drag yourself up sometimes. And so, so doing that kind of stuff just makes me feel better. It makes me take a word, you know, whether it's confidence, enthusiasm, empathy, whatever I'm talking about or I'm thinking about. It just it's it's more self affirmation. It doesn't mean that I'm good at it all the time. It doesn't mean that that I practice it as much as I should, but it just reminds myself of how powerful it can be. You know, that uh, showing empathy or, you know, forgiveness or whatever word I concentrate on, you know, because it just makes me feel good to talk through it. And then I, uh, I was telling myself at first I was just keeping those videos to myself. Then I just thought, you know what, it's the pandemic, you know, it's 2020. I think the rules have changed, you know, and I just kind of want to I want to share the good stuff. That's that's my thing. I share the good stuff because it's free. Right. That's my slogan, because I believe that because when you share bad stuff, you pay the price, mm. you know, inside you get depressed, you get wound up, you feel bad, oh, did, I, did I share something bad that I shouldn't have, did I do something that I shouldn't have done? We all make mistakes, we all do that sometimes, but that's, that's been my slogan for six months, man. Share the good stuff, it's free. So where does that you positive know? mindset come from? Because like really, and I've gone to mindset a couple times in the last few episodes, because really, uh, when I look at 2020, and when I look at myself, I'm a very positive person, like extremely positive, but, I'm telling, uh, and I, I've said it a couple times, like 2020 has just really done a number on me. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not as positive, as energetic. I, like I have actually, you, if you really dig in, you're gonna see that the amount of content that I've put out has tanked, has gone. Because to, to be honest, like I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, you know what? Like I kind of just need a social media break for my, for myself, right. for my mental health. Like I actually need to, to take a step back for a little bit and you know and then I come across like content like your and I just kind of I'm like man like that that's it right like how do you in a year like 2020 like how do you keep such a positive optimistic outlook um and I'm asking like I I feel like like I said I'm generally a very positive person I have a great mindset uh for the most part but but even somebody like myself could could use a pep talk right now. Right. What's the pep talk for 2020? Well, no, I mean, where's uh, that mindset come from? I, I have to tell you, I mean, um, a, you know, I've been an eternal optimist my whole life, right? Just very positive. Uh, you know, I was the kid that was watching Cubs baseball when I was six years old and wouldn't leave. You know, my, my mom's like, you got to go outside and play. I go, no, I want to watch the Cubs. And <laughs> this is the year, you know. And then, uh, right, and then, uh, but they might lose, and every once in a while, I might sit there and say, dumb Cubs. You know, I'm six years old. What did I know? But um, but no, I mean, I was just always like positive and my mom and dad were always very supportive. So it kind of came from them and it came from sports. You know, my college football coach, uh, his name is Nick Morosis. 
at DePaul University, I mean, he would always sit there and say, don't be like an Otis elevator, man. Do you know what an Otis elevator is? It's a elevator company. If you ever go on an elevator, you'll see Otis, like on a lot of elevators. Okay. And he'll say, don't be an Otis elevator. Don't, don't find yourself up on the 13th floor one minute and 30 seconds later, you're on the seventh floor and 40 seconds later, you're on the 12th floor. You know, even keel, level-headed, take a deep breath. I mean, he always, he would always preach that. Don't be like an Otis elevator, you know? And I was, I love that though, because it's, it's true. I mean, life can be like an elevator ride, right? If you're not careful. I mean, you just got you got to calm down. So anyway, I've always been very calm, or not. Or not I shouldn't say calm, but just optimistic. And then I, you know, I've taken some shots in my life, man. I mean, I've been through some stuff in terms of my professional career. You know, uh, just learning how to deal with some of that stuff. You know, an owner pulling the plug on a team that I had no control over, and then I'm out of a job. Or, you know, one of the biggest scandals in the history of college football hits at Penn State. And uh, that's sad. You know, we lost sponsors. I mean, so I, I learned through some crisis management situations to just really become more and more positive as I go along. And when Bill O'Brien, the current Texans coach, came in uh, to Penn State for those two years, the first thing he did was put plastered, ignore the noise from the Patriots all over the Penn State locker room, all over the training facilities. And I bought into that because he would sit there. He's just he's a really cool guy. And he goes, you know what, John, we just don't have control over most of the things we think we have control over. So you just got to ignore the noise. You know, and, yeah, I, so I, good. and I love that, man. And uh, so I do that, you know, um, and then I had to do a better job of embracing change. That was another one of my runs because, you know, some people are stubborn. They don't want to embrace change. And the next thing you know, they're just they're, they're getting all stressed out inside and out. And they're, they're getting depressed and they're getting down. And they're taking it out, out on themselves and then others. And so I just, um, you know, it took some work. I mean, I wasn't wasn't always there, but I'm there now. You know, you look in the mirror. And you take care of yourself so you can take care of others. It's as old as the hills, you know? And and um, Is it solely the experience that has gotten you there or is it something else? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It's the experience. It's, um, um, it's just, I don't know. I just think, uh, you know, my parents, I give them a lot of credit. You know, I'm, I'm one of six kids, you know, and, um, you know, they're, you know, I have some real, you know, idiots for brothers. No, I'm just but, uh, um, but you know what I mean? It's a numbers game, right? So, but no, I just always stayed positive, stayed focused, was always the guy, you know, uh, my dad would always say, oh, you know, if, if you lose, don't, don't worry, try harder next time you might win. But it was always very supportive. And so it's the experience, it's the, it's the attitude, I try to stay focused. Um, my wife, Lori, being the former you know, uh, news person that she is all those years, you know, she's a little bit more sarcastic, right, and cynical because she's seen all this bad stuff in the world. She's like shakes her head. You know, are you going to post another one of those videos? And I go, yep. <laughs> but, uh, but she knows it makes me feel good, you know. So, yeah. And if you can spread a little bit of that to someone else, you know, not, not to pat myself on the back or to make me look at me, look at me, but more like if somebody else, if one person can hear a message and say, hey, I – you know what, maybe I should consider embracing change. Maybe I need to think more about adversity and how I'm dealing with it so, you know, I won't come out, out on the wrong side of that when, when it's all said and done, you know, so. Yeah, you know. Well, that's exactly why we do this. You know, it's it's so, the, the amount of times I've had somebody reach out to me and say, man, this particular episode really impacted me or like I decided to make this change in my life because of this episode you just aired. You know, like those types oh, yeah. of things, man, like that, I guess I have so much purpose in that, right? No, you so, guys, you, 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 I mean, again, I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing, and uh, and I don't mind, you know, telling you that um, uh, the episode with Lauren was good, Douglas, right? Yeah, I love that. I, I looked her up. We we chatted for a bit. I wanted yeah, to go that guy kind of deep. <laughs> no, it, it did. I love you, Lauren. No, it, no, Colin uh, tenses up just thinking about it. <laughs> no, but I, but it did, and I, I reached out to her right away, and we had a, a little conversation, and just because uh, I wanted to kind of see what. Makes how what makes people tick, and if they're going to be on your show and talking like that, and 
they can deal with you. And I want, <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, so if, um, can, if you can handle my problems, you can handle the Gainesville's problems, but, <laughs> the but, world's problems. But in all honesty, the one thing I would say is it's 2020. It's the pandemic, and I think all the old rules are out the door. Not rules, but like. The, the people being timid or afraid to speak up or just show your emotion or, or ask for help or, you know, it's okay not to be okay. I mean, just all those things that people always talk about behind closed doors or, or whisper about. I mean, I think that's coming out in the open right now and that's yeah. okay, man. We all need to be there for each other no matter who we are, you know? Yeah, that's so. good. I mean, that's really good because I just feel like I've, the word that I've used a lot this year is that it's just super heavy. It's mm-hmm. like super heavy, you know? And, yeah. and I've, you know, I, I try to maintain that positivity and try to, you know, when somebody still reaches out to me and they need somebody to talk to, like I'm still there and I'm still listening, but man, I'm just not pumping out the content that I'm normally pumping out. I'm not I, like, dude, I've been working three jobs around here, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you have to. I mean, we're we're doubling up on the our roles and responsibilities right now just in order to keep the team lean. And a lot of it's had to do with the fact that we don't know what the hell the University of Florida is gonna do next week. Right, so it's you have like, all that stuff going on in your yeah, world, man. You got to like, balance it, you got family at home. I mean, you know, you got those kids celebrating the birthday on the same day. That, that's kind of a good thing, though, I think, because it, like you knock out yeah. one day of the year, you have a birthday party, and you're done, right? He knocked out yeah, one day yeah. of the year, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of partying this year for them, but, you know. No, I understand. Was, yeah, I mean, but it was it was still good. We've, but we've but I will times. tell you, though, I mean, like you're you're a business. You guys are business people. So yep. yeah, I mean, it, and I'm in I'm in business. And I'm lucky. You know, I'm I'm still working. I'm I feel grateful that I have a job. Uh, it's, it was no secret. I mean, my company. You know, they had to furlough a bunch of people across the country in different jobs. I I, I was fortunate I didn't get furloughed. I was fortunate that I didn't lose my job. I mean, you know, I, every day I wake up and uh, believe me, you know, I'm grateful for that. Right. So, um, but I will say that you asked me if it's just certain things, I, th- I think it does evolve from certain things. I mean, I will tell you without getting into it that like, it was about four years ago, I think, um, there was a social media argument I got on with uh, one of my friends, and that's the last time I argued on social media with anybody. Mm. I mean, it, w- it wasn't nasty, but it was kind of like, wait a minute, and I caught myself like, wait a minute, that's not me, man, I'm not, I'm not that guy, do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not gonna let somebody get to me from something that they wrote about something on Twitter or, or Facebook just because I don't agree with it. And that's kind of when I realized, you know, um, that's funny, it was kind of like around the time of the last election. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> funny how that happens. No, but, but but I'm just saying, I mean, we're all, that's what I'm saying, we're all guilty of stuff like that. So like, I love what I'm doing right now. I love sharing the good stuff and I love sharing those thoughts and those ideas, but it probably all ha- started up big time lately because it evolved to that point where I needed it for myself. I needed to fire myself up every day and I feel like I'm 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 good to go now, you know. Yeah, it's so, good. Yeah, it's good. I feel like it. I feel like sometimes it, it. You know, it's so hard in a lot of ways, just because. You know, you were talking about uh, what was the ignore the noise, right? Right. There's so many things outside of your control that you you know, right. and then and then and then there's those areas right where there are you can control some aspects and what I'm and what I mean and where I'm going with this is like you know let's let's circle back to the fact that you know football's about to happen okay and they're talking about they're talking about like leaving these restaurants and stuff like these restaurants need to be open right <laughs> right and and I'll, I'll try to like say all this without getting too political right because I don't want to talk about politics but like it's 
I look at these businesses and, and they need they need to be open. They need to have people coming to their bars and watching these football games, right? Right. And then you have like our city saying, ah, like they're talking about closing the restaurants and the businesses during the football games, which I'll put my opinion out there. I think is absolute ludicrous, <laughs> right? I'm very much. I come from the standpoint of, all right, if you're afraid of getting sick, then don't go to the bar. Right. Just keep your ass at home. Yeah, you can control where you go. Right. I mean, so that's like, that's my thought process. So like, I don't know, you know, those types of things, you know, are they, I guess they're controllable from the standpoint that you can get out and vote. I mean, does that, what are your, what are your, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? The whole bar, like let's, yeah, the restaurants and the bars being open, like what are your thoughts? So, I mean, I'm a bar fly, like, uh, like I always have been. I, I love I love the idea of going. If I'm not there, if you at can't the be at the game, game, you're gonna be right. at the bar. I love like especially this this time is super dear to me because uh, the the friends that I built through playoff hockey at a local pub here um, have, have become you know friends for life, really tight community. Um, a lot of them different different teams. They're not even Lightning fans like I am. It's just like we we all crowd in the bar. They're watching one screen. I'm watching the other. And then <laughs> and then we win our series. Yeah. And now we're playing each other. And right. where it would normally be animosity. Now it's just like friendly, you know, banter and whatever like that. And so it's I I, I just love that. Um, and so we're we're all kind of watching these hockey games unfold right now. And the best we can do is just talk to each other on Facebook Messenger. And that sucks. Um, I get it, you know, and some of us have, you know, moved on different places, but, but it just doesn't feel the same. And so I miss that. I don't know what's right here. You know, like I, yeah. I, I hear you say that. And from an economic standpoint, I completely agree from a, you know, I think, I think, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. If we could go back and actually take two weeks seriously, you know, you see those memes, right? If we had actually just shut down for two weeks or three weeks or however long and, and did it for real, would we still be here today? I think that question is valid, but yeah. who knows? So I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't really have a, a strong enough conviction one way or the other to be, be mad if they say you can't go to a, the bar or to be, you know, mad if they close us down again or anything like that. I just, I want it to be over. Um, I want it to be you know, so like I, I, I just want it to be over. I want I want to return back to things and, and I think arguing about um, things that we we just don't know about. You know, like I said, if, if we could go back and, and actually dedicate, you know, with intensity two weeks, it, we, we'd be out of this. So, I mean, that, that may well be true, but we don't know that. And so there's no point in arguing about it and I just, I just, you just can't change the past, right? Yeah, you I just want people to be responsible, you know. But but in some ways, I mean, time just seems to be flying by. So my thing is, you know, nothing's forever, right? So we're going to make it through this, okay? We're going right. to have our first home game. And, and who knows? Maybe they will open some bars and restaurants. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll wait to the second game. But the next thing you know, I mean, we're, we're halfway through the season. So, I mean, I'm hoping that maybe they, that's how they judge it, not, you know, there's five home games and nobody gets to open until next year. I mean, maybe maybe figure out how it works. You know, let's see what kind of crowds you might or might not get. I mean, I think I, obviously they're probably afraid of just massive crowds hanging out in the streets of Gainesville, right? With home football games and no tailgating and whatever. But I think people are still going to be hanging out. Right. right. They're going to be at their so, homes, right? They're going to have home parties. Right. The so, city manager said as much. He's like, you know, if they're not hanging out here where we can kind of control through social distancing and through whatever, outdoor seating at these bars, if we can kind of control that, it's better than closing it down and giving them the option to just stay at home where these actions aren't going to be, you know, put in play. And, there, and there's so many people... Um, 
in play here that you alluded to earlier. I mean, bar owners, business owners, um, people who make money on game days, game weekends, hotels. They're already being affected right. so much that, by not having these absolutely. mass amounts of people coming in to their restaurants, right? Like that's like, I, I, so many of them are friends of mine and I feel for them so much. No, and a, I'm just absolutely. Like, um, you know, the, uh, and, and, and that's the thing. So it's almost like, okay, now do you line five or six things up and pick the, here are the two or three really good things that are going on still, you know, in our community or that we can still do through the pandemic and then, you always have to think about those other guys that just aren't getting any love. They're not making the money. They're not opening up. And it is. The whole thing is just sad. I mean, it really is. And uh, I have so much compassion and for all for everybody, you know, for the, that's going through this, right? I mean, it's that's why somehow, some way, we're all in this together for, like, the greatest comeback of our lifetime, period. Whether it's sports-related, economic-related. I mean, we'll look back and we'll say, wow. We made it through that. We made it through that. You know, I mean, you guys are, you know, probably having record sales right now. I don't know. But... When, when moving forward, you, you're you're going to do great. You know what I mean? I mean, by the way, how long have you guys been open? Since 2004, 16 years. Right. Isn't that, that's unbelievable. I mean, I've lived all over the country and, they t- and attended seminars and worked with chamber of commerces and they talked about, you know, small businesses, big businesses, middle-sized businesses in the first year, the, the first three years, you know, and the ones that come and go and the ones that make it. I mean, seriously, what a... You know what an accomplishment that is in itself, right? So that's why it probably hits you even harder to see all this happening, right? Because yeah. I mean, you have a passion for it. You wouldn't be here for 16 years. I mean, oh, for sure. Well, but you know what else? Like, it, it, I don't know. And maybe that's why I've kind of, you know, like I said, I haven't been posting as much content. I've I've definitely been like zeroed in, like on my business, right? I'm like, I want to ensure its survival. So I've been like so right here, focused on just it. Um, you know, and a lot of people have talked to me, have, have talked about the economics, uh, you know, you talk about the, you know, 2007, 2008 time when business, you know, a lot of businesses were struggling during that time. Well, like we were killing it. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, I look at, and the thing that I've always pointed to for that reason has been like, well, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of in our own economy. And that just hasn't been the case this year. I've always been, I've always looked, like, look at the, the bottom line is there's new freshmen coming to that university this fall. Like I've always been able to point to that. Right. I've always been able to point to the, right. like no matter what, there's gonna be new students going to that university. And so we've always had our own little economic driver of students. Yep. And this is the first year that I can really remember that being severely disrupted. Yeah, right? I could definitely see that. Yeah. You know, so like in 07, 08, when all that stuff was happening in real estate and everything else, and like we really weren't affected. Like we made it through just fine and actually prevailed pretty well, you know? So I don't know. It's just like this this is the first time that I've seen the little local economic yeah. driver being like really severely disrupted. Well, and I think that's yeah. what's really kind of screwed with my mind a little bit this year. Um, because, I mean, I know that you're not invincible in any business, but there's always been some security in that. You know, right. there's always been the security in the fact that, hey, there's freshmen starting this year. Right. <laughs> like, there's going to be new students coming into Gainesville. Right, right. And the thing, the thing about it is, though, that that's totally out of your control, right? So it's so frustrating, but it's totally out of your control. So, right. you know, it's not like you did. It's not like you changed your business plan in the off season and 
tried something new and oh, it failed and boy, I never should have done that and you know whatever. It had nothing to do with you. Yeah. Um, that's what we do. We sell college sports partnerships and so we we buy into that too. That every year there's new athletes. Every year there's new hope. You know, it's not the you know did the Pittsburgh Pirates you know fail again for the 25th year in a row to put a baseball team on the field. Yes, they did, and they're not going to win. Do you know what I mean? So, but here it's like multi generational uh, support for a team that's been around forever, the Gators. And to your point, that new group of freshmen comes to town. You know, whether it's student athletes, students, or whatever, some of our clients, just like you guys, who appeal to those kids, they get excited. I mean, they they missed out on all that too. Seriously, that's part of our my, my favorite time of year is activation season. You know, you you wouldn't see it because we didn't have one this year, but I love posting like on LinkedIn. I would sit there and say, you know, some people, you know, you heard it's Shark Week. Well, it's Activation Week, you know, and I'd make up a, some goofy, you know, graphic or whatever with a shark. You know, it's Activation Week, and we need to, you know, start getting all the, the clients' advertisements put out there, the digital ads, the, the social media ads, the radio ads, the, you know, I, I'm, I'm so goofy. I'm, I'm taking pictures of the, uh, uh, what's it called, the um, high noon billboards out there. Do you know what I mean? The, is that what it's called? Yeah, the the uh drink it's from like a seltzer yeah like, yeah hard. so they just put up brand new billboards i'm like yeah that's our client man i'm taking pictures of them you know but I, I i love that stuff i love this time of year so we missed out on that too we missed out on the whole newness of that of that year so i think everybody is kind of experiencing that a little bit but you guys are so affected by it because you got into this business believe me I, i'm just learning about your business but for my take on it i mean you you dialed it in man 16 years ago i mean you knew what type of business you're getting into. You knew the value of being right here with this town, your Gator people, you know, you understand the Gator brand. And yeah, that's part of your routine. It wasn't, you didn't just, you know, move to town in 2004, say, oh, let's open up a bike shop. I mean, right. so I just, I can see where that affects you, but man, you got no control over it, you know, so. Yeah. You ignore know, the noise, people. Ignore the noise, right, right. <laughs> so John, this has been a lot of fun, man. Mike, do you have any last minute questions before last, we wrap it up? Last yeah, minute? I don't know. Um, I I do kind of want to talk real quick if I can. Like, you, we talk a lot about mindset here, right. and that's a big word today. And being a sports fan, I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that have a favorite team or whatever. But being a dedicated sports fan, a sports nut, somebody like you that that's just been into it since you could remember, right? If we just walk down a path of how the how that sports fanhood creates this positivity mindset because it, from a professional standpoint I'm at like if you listen to Mick Huber do a call or or anybody like as much as they want to maybe dwell on an underperforming team they, they can't do it because it's not professional right. so they have to stay positive no matter no matter how poor the team is doing no matter what boneheaded mistake somebody makes they, they have to color it in a way that's not um, abusive or negative or anything they, they put a positive spin on it as a sports fan, there's your, your Cubs fan. There's always the, this is the year. Right. Well, next year's the year. Well, the year after that's the year, right? right? And all it takes is a riding a hot goalie through the playoffs or a 10 game win streak or something. You could have a miserable year this year and guess what? Next year there's a blank slate and there's something very beautiful about that. So as a sports fan, as a dedicated sport, I hear it when you talk through your positivity. Does that framework contribute to your positivity and to that, like you said, uh, ever optimist, like 
because there's there's just a certain resiliency yeah. there. No, no, a- absolutely, and um, and I I buy into that, and and I, I want to you know portray that to my clients and my prospects too. Like if you know you come on board with me, you know I go to work for you. You know, win or lose, you know we're gonna draw fans, we're gonna put your product in front of all these people. I mean, I lay it out for them in a very positive way. Uh, that I like to do just because that's, I mean, that's what we do. If someone wants to partner with you, you have to show them all the enthusiasm in the world that you have to be an extension of their brand. And, and that's what I love about it. And um, I'll tell you what, one quick hockey story. This ring, this ring right here is a 2002 Taylor Cup championship ring from Fresno, California. And um, we, we were in 2002, we set an attendance record. Um, I was proud to get the Executive of the Year Award. We got the Team of the Year Award. But we had the worst record in hockey at Christmas time in 2001. We were awful. I mean, the team was just brutal. And I'm hosting all of our players at this country club for a, a Christmas party. And they're all gloom and doom and whatever. And uh, we, you know, we pull out this karaoke. We made every one of them get up and sing. And, and we said, come on, you guys. It's Christmas. You know, we're, we're, we're 14 games under 500, et cetera, et cetera. We went on and won like 85% of our games after that. And we just freaking killed it and won in double overtime in Boise, Idaho to win the Taylor Cup. And to this day, like all these hockey players, I'm connected to all of them on LinkedIn. I share the videos <laughs> that I produce for the Taylor Cup championship. I wear this ring with pride because it reminds me of the time that we were in last place on Christmas Day. And we came back and we still drew the fans and we won the games. And, and that's kind of what it's all about. Like I always tell people, I mean, it's programming like the hockey's programming the gators are programming you know gymnastics is programming i mean we're gonna just be as enthusiastic as possible and put together a whole you know package of entertainment for people to pack the place and put all these people in front of your brands oh and by the way we're playing a hockey game oh by the way there's a gymnastics meet around these ten thousand people that are showing up and you just handed out five thousand shirts and yes the gymnastics meet will start soon but that that's been my mindset the whole the whole time but i but i do attribute that to the fanhood i do attribute that to being a fanatic so so called you know just always cheering for for the underdog always cheering for my team i'll cheer for your team too give me a good reason for okay great now i'm a fan of your teams you know what i mean so um i think there's a lot of people out there like that seriously and and i like right now what i'm, I'm just telling people not to be afraid to show it you know show your show your fandom get out there share the good stuff it's free it doesn't cost you anything to be positive right so but i like it so. that's good Hey, where can our uh, audience connect with you? Well, let's see. So, uh, I, well, from a business standpoint, I'm on LinkedIn um, and my uh, Insta, well, Instagram. I'm at JP Tull. So okay. my middle initials P at JP Tull. Uh, I'll, I'll connect with anybody on Facebook. I love sharing the good stuff there. Um, I do have a YouTube page. It's uh, um, what YouTube.com forward slash John Tull Sports Marketing 2020. So I just, I mean. I, I'm a freak, man. I just load up stuff, and I I, I don't edit as much anymore as I used to, just because I got lazy. Yeah. So I just kind of put, you know, you get this, and you just kind of slice and dice, and <laughs> you know what I mean, like. But uh, I don't know what you mean because James does all of our editing. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, but anyway, there's there's that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at JP Tull. Um, and uh, sharing the good stuff because it's free. It, share the good stuff. It's free. It's free. That's right. That's it. That's it. So. Um, Hey man, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you guys, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, it's, it's I been love a lot your, of fun. I love you guys, and I love your uh, your shop and and your business. Thanks, so. man. Appreciate that. And I'm gonna buy two of those shirts. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These shirts, you guys, they're available at whoagmv.com. Go to the shop on there, and uh, you know, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, sharing, and helping us make Gainesville awesome. You guys are absolutely incredible. Uh, hey, if you missed, uh, if you missed, you know. 
the information about our sponsors, that kind of thing, you can find our sponsors at whoagnv.com forward slash sponsors. And uh, definitely support our sponsors, guys. They make this show happen. And uh, this is the WHOA GNV podcast. The podcast bring you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> we will see you later. Bye.